This is JFM Podcast. Chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the timidity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced, produced the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalists are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Swamalad left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fada and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful evening today, 31st of uh, May 2023. Uh, today is the last day, uh, last day in the month of uh, uh, May. Well, Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening, Gilbert. How's it going? How's your day? We want to be thankful of really. Um, we thought we were going to have some downpour, but it changed. It had to change. So... Um, it's out of our hands. It's out of our hands, and we just have to be appreciative. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, <clears throat> it's a beautiful day today. I mean, the weather is uh, good. Uh, well, in the political scene, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, a lot of people have called me because there was this fake news circulating on social media that uh, the former governor of Plato State, Governor Lalong, has been appointed as SGF, SGF. Uh, apparently it's fake news, you know. Uh, so, I mean, peddlers of fake news. Uh, it was a long list, you yeah. know, making the rounds. And it, it was really funny. It was funny. A long list with so many names as ministers and all. But like you said, it's fake news. Absolutely. It has fake to be news. despised. Yeah, so disregard that. Well, uh, Gilbert, this, I don't know what to start, but I'm going to start on a very musical note. You know, I have friends uh, from the friends that I I I resonate with. You know, I I hate I don't like boring circumstances. I love people who are uh, intrinsically creative. You know, uh, so my friends. You know, I have opportunity if they are musicians. I have opportunity to uh, listen to their unreleased song. You know, to the public. If they are artists, if they are poets, I get opportunity to read you know, their manuscript before publishing. If uh, they are filmmakers, you know, I get the uh, blessing and opportunity just to read the script and maybe they share the storyline with me uh, because, you know, art doesn't satisfy me. So uh, I think throughout last week I was listening to my friend, you know, I've known Darren for a very long time. Uh, Darren is a musician. Uh, He used to be based in Jaws, but right now he's out of Jaws. So I was listening to this his album, I think, Lifted. I mean, he just brought the whole R&B feel, you know. I, I don't know if you listen to uh, guys like Luther Vandross. He passed in 97 or so. Uh, Luther Van- I mean, this whole R&B scene. And uh, for me, it's anytime I'm, I listen to that album, I mean, it's very, very overwhelming. You know, and today I, I, sh- I shared one song that has been on my mind uh, with a dear friend Bob. You know, uh, uh, Bob is a very fantastic guy. And he said, Kai, uh, this song. I said, you know, before I played it, I said, I know that you're going to like this song. Uh, listen to this song. And it's an old song by Darang. You know, and when he heard it, and he was very, very... Uh, so what I'm saying is that <laughs> why I'm bringing this up is that, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Things go choco. <laughs> it's now that we know people who are going to park their cars. <laughs> but in the midst of that, you need to find solace in, you know, art. And I don't know whether is it a black man thing that uh, we don't appreciate aesthetics. Looking at the sunrise is beautiful and yet is free of charge. 
but people don't open their heart and mind. Likewise, the sunset. Yeah, yeah, to see the beauty, you know, in some of these things. Or paying attention to the first chip or first noise that the birds will make in the morning. You know, uh, I don't know why, I don't know if uh, people pay attention to some of these things. For me, those are the huge blessings that you get. Instead of waking up to think that, oh, my rent is going to do you know one week, so what? You're not going to be homeless. But nature is telling you that, I mean, here's a gift I'm giving you. Here's a sunrise, here's a sunset. Uh, cultivate that beauty. Just observe uh, nature. I, I was together with a friend, uh, Blonde, um, over the weekend, and it was getting dark. So we saw a rodent coming to eat winged termite, what mm. they call chingi. Mm. And I know, first it was a lizard. And I've never seen a lizard in the dark. <laughs> Have you seen a lizard in the night? Not Walgico. No. So no, I, I told them that me, I was, I love observing nature. You know, those are the things that really fascinate you. Yeah, I always say that I have a small mind. And what I mean, basically, I have a childlike mind. I ask myself stupid questions, <laughs> you know, <laughs> questions that don't make sense. But for me, it's, it's fun. It's, 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 it's very, uh, it's fun. Well, Gilbert, let's pay tribute to a, a literally icon, Ama. Uh, Adio that passed. Ama Ata Adio. Uh, she died at 81. She's a Ghanaian. Uh, have you heard I'm, of I'm her? I've not heard. Okay, she passed today. Huh. She passed today. So if you're a, a music lover, oh. you love Burner Boy, that song in his uh, Monsters You Made, that last uh, spoken mm, one, yeah. it was her. Mm. You know, she was saying that for 500 years ago, you know, you've been stealing for us. What do you want us to do? Mm-hmm. So and she was very prolific writer. She was uh, one of the pioneers of the feminist movement uh, in Africa, but she's no more today. So, may I so rest may in I peace. May so rest in peace, really. Um, like we were speaking the other day, you, you, people, when they hit their prime like this, ordinarily, the mind tells you, look, they've gone to rest, mm-hmm. and it's the right time. But there's something, you know, society is losing again, because they live with a whole catalog of events. They live with certain things that their lives in itself has put down and the lessons that could be derived. It's just like you sitting beside a grandpa mm-hmm. or grandma listening to those tales, giving you a lowdown of what history, you know, that they deem important for you to learn. And it always inspires the younger generation. And so when they leave, there is something really remarkable that leaves, you know, the surface of the earth. Yeah. And so rest in peace. Amen. Well, today, Governor Mutfang has dissolved all cabinet parastatals except those uh, that have statutory powers or backed by the Constitution. Those are the ones that he left. Uh, uh, well, first appointment, I will say, so far, so good. You know, that is in my uh, assessment of it. Uh, I saw a publication, I guess it's from someone criticizing the appointment of uh, Governor Caleb Mutfang, uh, saying that he's uh, retirees that he's bringing. I mean, SGS position is very sensitive. Uh, people don't know that it's the SGS that helps you to organize your government. government. So if you don't have someone that have deep civil service, uh, deep civil uh, service mindset or understanding, it's going to be very, very difficult uh, for you to understand your uh, government. If you bring a politician in there, he's going to just disrupt the whole thing because politicians, they always think about next, next election, election, you know, but technocracy think about you know how stability. to make of course and i think that uh, honestly architect samuel nanchang jato uh, fits into that role uh because i've had one-on-one conversation with him several times uh my friends you know funny enough you know uh we have several mutual friends you know with him they are not in the country though you know but anytime we speak with them on phone they always tell me that ah you know that guy is a great guy you know since when he contested in 2019 uh, people's eyes have been on him and uh, Mr. Wan. So it's, it's, it's normal. It's normal. Uh, this thing is, is, is very normal uh, because Professor Atu is a young person. <laughs> you know, so the former SGS, uh, Professor Shedrak Bez during the time of uh, former Governor Jang. So these are experienced, experienced uh, technocrats, you know, in their own right as well. And when you listen to him speak, I don't think he tells in any way, you know, that he's advanced in age. And when it's the same thing when you look at him. It comes across like even a youthful individual. So it's the mind 
like I was saying yesterday, we have had the opportunity of, uh, you know, speaking speaking with him, mm. understanding his thoughts on various issues, on an array of issues, and you can see that look, this is someone who understands what he's what he's doing. I think it's really unfair that when people pick up a new job or when people pick up a new role, that they aren't given the opportunity to even put their first foot. I don't want to say their best foot, their f- first foot forward, and then they get criticized. I mean, he's just been appointed. Have you seen certain things, certain decisions has helped the government to make that your criticism? If the criticism, by the way, didn't come because, for example, in time past, um, his records were faulty. And I think that's a huge consolation. It's not consolation, but probably consolation is, is, is a mean word, but I mean, it, I mean that word in the best interest as much as possible. So, when people want to criticize, they should be so innovative in such a way that it makes a lot of sense to at least the generality of the public. For me, um, let's just hope. Give Mood Funk himself time. You know, give the whole cabinet themselves not necessarily the sort of time that um, would be as prolonged as, you know, would be undesired or not desired. But allow them the benefit of doubt at least for the nearest foreseeable future, not just to come up with um, certain excuses or certain criticisms that yeah, but do I, not add up. I don't think that uh, Governor Mutfang is scared of anybody's criticism because, uh, like I said, I've heard him present papers three different you know occasion, three different occasion, and he's a very open and broad-minded you know person. Uh, so criticism is very okay. I mean. Uh, who is he for us not to criticize his government? But f- my problem is that let's constructively uh, criticize. That's the point. You know, the point. Uh, same thing we've been doing, you know, Governor mm-hmm. Lalong, you know, constructive uh, criticism. So it's, 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 it's not in place. You know, if you see something wrong or you feel that something can be bettered, uh, you know, for you to say that, no, I think that if this is done this way, uh, it can It'll be better because of sense. one, two, three, four, five reasons, uh, you know, uh, like that. Well, I mean, let's talk about the fuel <laughs> subsidy <laughs> issue. I know that uh, that's a big, I mean, sharp, sharp price of transport, transportation fee has increased. Uh, before you know now, food prices, food commodities. But Tinobu is adamant. He said that I'm going to take out for, I mean, he has kept to his campaign promise since the first day. Mm-hmm. I would say the very minute he was sworn in as the 16th president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, he said that full subsidy, bye-bye. gone. I like the way he pronounced the yeah. word, gone. Um, to his credit, I think he has also said during his campaigns that he is not one to shy away from tough decisions, and we have seen that come to bear. And let's again repeat the fact that we said here on the show yesterday, that all the front runners in the last election spoke about subsidy removal. Many of them went on to say, Peter will be prominently said, it is criminal. It mm. is criminal. So if there is one thing in common, it's the fact that all of them saw something wrong with fair subsidy. And by the way, this decision and you know those of President, former President Muhammadu Buhari show us one thing, that fair subsidy in itself wasn't a scam. Fair subsidy was so much in existence before the APC came on board. And it also tells us that there is one line that has connected the PDP government of Jonathan and the APC government of Buhari and now President Muhammadu Buhari. President Tinubu. President Tinubu. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, you're We've so got to get used Buhari. to that. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to get used to that. So, Some people are co- have collected their certificates <laughs> after eight years of Buhari. So, of survival, by the way. Um, one thing is this, that there is something fundamentally wrong with fuel subsidy and that all of the president thought it wise for fuel subsidy to be fizzled out. And I, I really don't quite get where the problem is coming from. Because NLC and TUC and all other people who have come out to criticize that move said there weren't so much consultations done. But when these people said during their campaigns that they were going to remove this subsidy, it excited the majority of the critics mm-hmm. that are coming out to speak. So it's not like we are saying it's good for us Nigerians to 
you know, suffer the aftermath or the after effect of the fuel subsidy removal. But I think there is so much sense. And perhaps the, the job is in the part of government to come out and carry out a massive campaign on the benefits of subsidy removal. And perhaps even put immediate cushioning effects or modalities that could cushion the hard effects of the subsidy removal. So it makes a lot more sense. But I think that by and large, there has always been a problem with fuel subsidy. And that is what President Bola Metinobu's decision has shown us again. I mean, that is very true. Uh, I was watching clips today, uh, morning TV. Um, and then I saw in 2012, that time Femi was, Femi Kuti was 46 years old and his oldest son was 16. And then he said that, I mean, those were the things that he said. He said that uh, 10,000 Naira ailment, you know, people will have, you know, health conditions and 10,000 Naira is just what is needed, you know, to make them well, but they can't afford it. And the removal of fuel subsidy is bad. You know, that was his argument, you know, the whole Save Nigeria group, mm -hmm. you know, at the time. I was wondering, why do our leaders always, always put before them this whole issue of politics without critically engaging with what the policy is? You know, uh, because this, if Jonathan was successful in taking off the subsidy in 2012, and look at his fantastic program, because I remember the time Sanusi was the CBN governor, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Nkozi Okonjewela was the coordinating minister of the economy and finance at the time, and they held town hall meetings across the length and breadth of this country. They were educating Nigerians that if this subsidy is gone, we have a social investment. Uh, re reinvestment program, that's Shopee. Mm -hmm. And what did they do? Making transportation costs affordable for Nigerians. Till today, you see some of those. Shopee you buses, know, yes. you know, and uh, things like that. I mean, this whole, and Tinibu was one of the strong, he said, uh, and his guys, you know, the forefront, time, that the if they take this out this subsidy, they are going to eat the money. But look at where we are today, for God's sake. Look at where we are. You know, this is 2023. If uh, this is 11 years Down right the now, line. 11 mm -hmm. years, a child of 11 years is just seven years for him to become an adult and start voting in the country. Why do we always, you know, as a society, as a people, always want to take a step forward, a step backward, and no, two step backward and one, one step, step forward. forward? That is not how to make progress. So I'm saying that. Uh, and I'm happy that, uh, like someone like Governor Mutfang, that is not the same party with Tinubu, mm -hmm. he has put out a statement to say that uh, oil, oil marketers, marketers please don't hoard this product, mm -hmm. give it to people. Uh, today, and uh, uh, it's not surprising that all of these uh, mushroom, mushroom uh, fuel stations, mm -hmm. they are the ones hoarding. One liter of fuel now, six hundred naira. That's greed. That's selfishness. It's and that's cruelty. It's wickedness. And you go see sticker, God's own filling station for the same filling station where they are hot. If we no one do this religion, we could just but all this wayo would they play wayo 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 wayo. Now, you know, it's just like you brought the product at official, you know, lifting price, price. and maybe they sold it for. And I'm so happy with what Alajida Iruasi, you know, no, said. Uh, Alaji Sparrow. Yeah. I mean, he said that he used the word they are criminals. Mm -hmm. Because they bought it at official, and some and of them then, still have the old stock. Mm -hmm. But you want to use, you want to make a Kazamin Riba, you know, uh, unwholesome profit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's inhumane. That is where religion is supposed to come into, in, into play. On a lighter note, I hear that, you know, bicycle sellers are the brave of the moment <laughs> because people are looking for alternatives. Um, people can't afford to buy fuel again. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't go, you know, just let me tell you, let me warn people if you don't, before you ride the bike, go to your doctor first to check the condition of your heart because the geography of this town is slopey. I mean, there are hills and valleys in Jos. Uh, it's not straight, you know, route, it's not on a plane. Mm -hmm. So, if you are going from Bukuru to Jos Metropolis, I mean, it's going up, coming down, going up. Now your leg will tire. If you want to go to the office in Amadovelo and you blow your bicycle, start riding it from Dadunko first gate, 
before you get to the office, you, you have to spend like four hours of rest Spanking. and water taking yeah. <laughs> before, you know, you start the business of the day. But, I mean, uh, I hate this word. Nigerians will just find a way to do around it, to go around <laughs> it. I know that even now, a sachet water, what we call pure mm-hmm. water, the price is going to go up. Absolutely. Everything. From 10 naira to 20 literally, naira now. You literally. see people still selling, you know, 20 naira. Well, huh. God day. And yet, I the earning power that, of Nigerians doesn't change. That's, I, that's the irony. I mean, <laughs> high cost of living, stagnated <laughs> uh, living uh, wages. And people will still pay school fees. So. <laughs> well, uh, and what stories again, Gilbert, are you from? Yeah, a member of the PDP NEC, um, I think it's Timothy Osodolo. Did I get that name correct? Um, he came out to say that Governor Wiki is no longer a member of the PDP, you know, after all of the all of his actions and inactions are seen in the last general election. I don't know if he's speaking for the party or he just came out to say that on his own um, accord, but there's some element of truth in that. Um, <laughs> I really don't know. I really don't know. But in the coming days, certainly in the coming months to say, at best, we would see the true position and true picture of things. Yeah, well, a federal high court in Abuja told former governor of River State, Nyesom Wiki, that the PDP has the right to suspend or expel him if the action is done in accordance with the law. Uh, Justice James Omotosho stated this in a judgment delivered on a file suit by Wiki prior to this year's election to seek a court order to stop the PDP from taking action against him without a fair hearing. It was reported that the former governor sued the PDP, its National Working Committee, and its National Executive Committee as first and third respondents. Wiki, uh, in the suit, uh, filed on February 2nd by his lawyer, Joshua Musa Essay, and also joined the uh, national chairman of the PDP, Dr. Yocha Ayu, national secretary of the PDP, Senator Samuel Anyawu, and the uh, and INEC as fourth and sixth respondents, respectively. Uh, he has prayed the court. Uh, yeah, pray the court for an order directing all parties to maintain a status quo and stay all actions in the matter relating to the threat to suspend or expel him by the first to fifth respondent pending the hearing and determination of the originating motion. Yeah, being a lawyer, he understands the legal side of things, and that was why he perhaps pulled a fast one um, by going to fr- to court first before the party even took any action against him. So um, <laughs> we would yet see a legal tussle between Governor Yosem Wiki and the PDP, of course. I, I, I really expect for them to handle this with some um, wisdom because, again, at the time the party was, you know, the party lost election, he sacrifices were visible. And in terms of performance, he was one of those few governors of the party that kept them in the limelight through his performance again and through his vocal nature. Um, he also contributed with former governor Ayodele Fayoshe in terms of providing criticism, albeit if you like robust or um, otherwise at the time, you know, before they build up to the election until what happened eventually happened during the party primaries. But um, he would be an asset for any political party, if you ask me. Granted, he might not be a perfect individual. He might not be a perfect leader or politician. Nobody is. Yeah, but um, he's an asset. You never can doubt that fact. And throw it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, today the, Nas- the State House of Assembly here in Plateau State was open. Still back again, <laughs> was open. I mean, what's going on? <laughs> what was going on? I made some call to ask, you know, what happened, but uh, nobody was willing to give me answer. Uh, shall I say nobody was willing or that uh, the people that I, I was asking... Weren't in the right position? No, I mean, there wasn't... The answer they gave me wasn't uh, sufficient. Well, the Plateau State Police Command declined comments again on this matter. Oh, yeah, Credibly. you see. You see. Credibly. You see. On good authority. You see. So... <laughs> I mean, it's the people's house. It's the people, and there's a new sheriff in town. Mm-hmm. But Istamud Fang is in town. The executive governor plan to state, democratically elected. Yesterday they sat. Yeah, they did. And about you know said that Zulfa go, <laughs> and I saw Zulfa putting up a statement to say that nobody has the right to remove me. I mean, I said Zulfa is a barrister. 
they got nine court judgment in favor of Obanduma because Governor Lalong was on seat. Nine, and you didn't obey the court as a lawyer. And now you're shouting that nobody has the right to, you know, remove me. <laughs> nobody has the right to remove me. <laughs> no gods, no glory. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's very, very uh, funny. Because yesterday the House deliberated that uh, it should vacate the seat because it's an illegal occupant, uh, you know, of the uh, seat. But, uh, well, let's watch and see how the drama unfolds. But like I told you that, uh, and this is a free advice for Governor Mutfang. If I were you, Your Excellency, I will ask the police, leave that house. Then I will ask Abok, because Abok is the Speaker of Plateau State House of Assembly. Yakubu Sanda is the Speaker of former Governor Lalong. So he's organized. He's <laughs> now uh, right honorable Abok. I will say, Abok, preside. Amend the local government law. Then I will sack these people. You know, I will just, you know, sack them. I'm just speaking, you know, if I was, you know, just to flex my power. Yeah, beggars too, right? Just to flex my power to show them that I am the Oga. I am the Oga now. Uh, Well, Governor Lalong came in 2015 to say, I won't touch the democratically elected. (laughs) But 15th of July, we woke up, 6.30 news. We just hear that you are hereby dissolved, (laughs) you know. Well, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, the show will continue. Stay here. Issues are getting exposed for a better understanding on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 to death, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political, and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the temerity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced produced the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalists are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Sonomolad left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fada and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Yeah, well, uh, glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria Sunset on J101.9 FM here in Jos. My name is Ponsat Panap. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. Yeah, well, uh, we're expecting our guest, but apparently he's not going to make it. We don't know why, but I will hope that all is well. But we have you. We have you to have a chat with, as always. So you can call zero zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven, or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. On Facebook at JFM Live and on Twitter at JFM Joss. Please, before calling, turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us the name and where you're calling from. Let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. Can hear you, Ponsai. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you, Gilbert. Good evening, too. Let's come and on the line. We're listening. Thank you very much. Congratulations, and we're wishing the Deputy Governor Clemson, you have to be very careful. Not all the details are good. Taking people, let him take the record. Go and check. Don't be angry. This should not be under, under pressure for some people. Because he will be like the other way the crime. We know him. We know Governor John. Nobody hears about their advice. So after he turns we only know more facts. He should shine his eye. And this is the time for sacrifice. Those who are appointing, you should pay them the financial position of Platinum State. This is not the time for Jamboree. 
give to America, not shooting for America anymore. So that Nigeria, we black team, we say, yes, you have to see a different Yes. Uh, well, about uh, the issue of subsidies, Mr. Ponsat, is a phone. You know, have spent a lot of money in campaigning you know, here and there. You know, they want to get, you know, they imported, they store a lot of oil. Can I say, I don't know. He's intelligent. You know, he's a business guy. So, all this, who owns the filling station? Who is the MP? They know it's not along. And they store it again. Instead of talking about insecurity, talking about corruption, talking about killing, because we didn't talk about that. Take Abinishi, when can say about this, he let the cat out on the back. Though they have spread it all the while. With the council, both this and that. So it's all the same. But you know what happened is that you can see when you are in the school, you are hearing about PCF property, even the vehicle. We have some guys, some individuals, so they are trapped. But they are refurbishing them. Even if you go to hospital, you go to, from five naira, about from all your subsidies, and you use it to increase. So this government, are we running a dictatorial government or monarchy? or dynasty, or military. That's the question. You need to ask Nigerians, or tell them, educate them. In this situation, let us repair. You come and throw bombs, just because they know that Nigeria, we are too dust, anything can happen. Provided it favors our tribal sentiment, it favors our religion, so we don't care, anything can happen, let him be there. So what I'm saying is that democracy is a game of interactive forum. Be friendly with people here, governor. But overnight, increases. Okay, Nigerians are suffering from economic crunch. Yes, I like this country. They have a lot of shock observers. They can withstand. We don't know how people buy a liquor. This is how much we are paying for transport. And different things. So what I'm saying is that we're not going to educate Nigerians what we are going to do. And we're going to create a full bad vision for Nigerians. Or create an empire, create an institution. This is where this money is going to go. Okay, you know how much they are going to make today, the government, from this subsidy remover? They don't make a woman Where will it go? So that will create a forum, create a platform, or this thing that we, okay, we are going to put it either in education, or we are going to create, a, 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 what do you call it, that will be, will, will be cautioned the effect of this. But you need Nigerians, you got to suffer and do this thing. And well, it's only for Nigerians. Whatever a man says, is what you get. You know, you have a lot of arrogance, but all the same, you have this uh, support. I want to ask, I bet finally, what about the expansion of the state? Like Babangida, like Asalani, Obama, were they during that uh, Monday inauguration? Were they around? No, it's only. It was only former yeah, head of state Yakubu Gawan that I saw and former president Gulag Jonathan. Jonathan. Those are the two people I saw that day. <laughs> So it's been, uh, it's all right. They have the the, the normal thing. So once the issue is that uh, we can we can achieve what we can, you know, because people are not uh, you know we can should have honourable because you disappointed PDP. You just want to keep everything like people don't they don't overdo something. Like uh, Futa, he said, when you have a power like elephant. Use it like a dove. Mm. We can overpower everybody. He betrays himself. He betrays his religion. He betrays from where he comes just because of politics. You know, so he will get PDP. Thank you very much for that. For thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, talk to us uh, if you've. I was I was having a chat with again Bob, yeah. uh, my friend, this yeah. afternoon, and he was telling me that. Uh, he boarded a taxi from Zaramaganda Junction to somewhere along the Express, Bukro mm-hmm. Express, and they told him 200 naira. And that place is not, is not up to like three kilometers. And he just say, he said in Hausa, you know, oh, Gamaka, <laughs> calm down, don't do it again. <laughs> do it again. I was so he was, home. Yeah, he, yeah, he, was, he, he told me again <laughs> that he was, one woman entered from uh, same uh, Bukro Express, as she was going to Farangada, and they said 400 naira. She said, Baranjeba. <laughs> I'm not going again. You know, 
we laugh about about mm. those these things because but, I mean there's nothing mm, if, you, if you, we keep you know we can't help depra- it yeah we can't help it I mean, but then again it means that businesses are going to crash absolutely and businesses would suffer even if, the price if, of if getting they, a haircut if, right now is you going, get, to, yeah. it's going to increase yes. Because yes. they get fuel as well, of course, at exorbitant prices. Of course, yeah. So it's well, hopefully the eight hundred million dollars uh, requests of President Mama Dubai to cushion the effect of this fuel subsidy. And the question collect- is, how are they going to invest that eight hundred million dollars? The World Bank will give you that money, but what investment are you going to do? Because even energy right now, tariff they've increased the tariff more than four times. More than four times. The cost of living is getting astronomically high. And wages are stagnant. There's, I mean, it hasn't increased. Nobody has gotten, you know, a pay rise. I don't know if anybody has gotten a pay rise. But you know what I'm thinking, Ponsak? Here is it. At this point, we just have, we just have little or no choice at all. And Nigerians have to trust the government. I, I, I don't know how crazy this sounds because you can't just imagine the pain someone is going through at the filling station or anywhere it is right now, it's you know, not, because of this. Pronu- use, well, it was just a pronouncement, by the way. It's not as if Tor. the budget in itself hasn't been implemented. Tor. It was just those words that have changed <laughs> the sphere of our lives entirely. Just imagine you know. someone. Uh, he's, he works, you know, as a security person, you know, in a bank, and he earns fifteen thousand naira or forty thousand naira. Okay, forty thousand naira at best. And he lives in the compound that number one, you can't use firewood, maybe charcoal. That's number one. Number two, uh, there's like prepared meter for everybody, mm-hmm. and he can even if there's light, he can't even dare think about using a using electricity to cook his meal and maybe he has two kids his, his with a wife you know what i mean mm-hmm. you can't how, use heavy appliances yes. how much is, is he going to save you know to send his kids to school how much is he going to give his wife for medical bills money? how much is and maybe he doesn't have health insurance no water supply uh-huh. and maybe they all they only depend on uh, sachet water mm-hmm. for them to get clean source of mm-hmm. water because these things if you want if you take contaminated water, you go die quick. It's so it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's just... too much. <laughs> it's too much, you know, on the citizens. It's too much. Let's take this call. Hello. Uh, Ponsa, good evening. Thank you for calling. Get back, my brother. God bless you. Good evening. Uh, this is uh, Jusad. Uh, Ponsa, yeah. you people... Uh, the voice of the masses. And I commend you people for that because, honestly speaking, people are passing very, very terrible things in, in this administration. That's why we are complaining. The administration of uh, APC is not for the masses. Because if they are for the masses, this kind of thing that they are, they are, they are, they are implementing they're not supposed to do that. That's the truth of the matter. You know, the truth is bitter, but we, we must say it as it is. Let me tell you, people are very, very disturbed now. Honestly, I went to just uh, after, what's they call, uh, NTA from, from Terminus. I had to pay 200 naira. Before it's 100 naira. Yeah. It's very, very unfortunate. What I'm just saying this evening is that that's why we try what we're supposed to do to put the right person up there. But unfortunately, the will of the people, they do not allow it to happen. That's why we decided by all means, by the grace of God, to put the will of the people on plateau here. And by the grace of God, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, if God is for Platunians, ATC is gone forever on Platoon. God bless you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Hello. 
Good evening, Pastor. Thank you for this radio, Mama. I don't know who's calling from Russia. I mean, to say, I was thinking, Mama, I was thinking yes, you don't jack because you say good morning. I I'm telling you, I was about saying good morning because I, I, I was just thinking in my head how to go about this uh, first possibility. You know? Well, go, go ahead, Ma. Thank you for calling. Honestly, it's not really funny. It is. You know, I, I keep on, you know, thinking about the inaugural speech by Tinubu, which was just flowing, you know, until this bombshell came about uh, forest subsidy. And I begin to wonder, is it that he deliberately said what he said and then uh, want to play some gimmick or what? You know, because I can't understand it. I try to wrap my head around it. Because number one, when he said, when he, he said point that there, 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 there was no provision for first subsidy in the 2023 budget, even before he came into power. I, I expected him to have stopped there. As a strategist, and uh, I mean uh, a political point, but it means I've been holding him in high esteem, and he has just committed a political blunder. That's what is causing all this problem. Then he went further and said, "Fuel subsidy is gone," and his his aides, even the ones that are no longer in office, that they are now coming out to still defend it and said that the thing did not mean that he has stopped the subsidy. Is the is the, is the Journalist that said uh, this and that. I heard him. He said that. He said his first subsidy is gone. He, he, he should, or if he wanted to go that far, he should have said uh, what that means is that first subsidy will go by 1st July. You know, he, he would have said it that way. Okay, now, after saying, making the pronouncement, if it's not a conspiracy, why is it that they cannot, the regulatory bodies cannot make them, you know, uh, I mean, uh, sell at the appropriate price? That, because that announcement is not enough to make them to change it overnight. Why? Why are they slow? Then NLC now, we're talking about Ajero. I just thought they won't end up like Wawa. They said they are meeting today. Let's say hope, because well, that's the only hope we have now. If 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 nothing happens uh, behind the scenes, that's the problem we're having in Nigeria, you know? Only God will see us through in this kind of thing. I'm telling you, I, I don't know. I cannot understand it. In fact, to be frank, I never expected the to even commit this blunder. Let me just put it that way. I never, because I know it's a strategy, except if they are playing today. Now, one of the news other headlines this morning said that uh, the headline there was that um, blame game. Where some people have we had his decision. Tinubu said, can you imagine? This enough is enough. Even if, uh, even if uh, a, a, a lot of things happen behind the scenes, the NLC should be careful because the people will descend on them. All the same, let's not give up on Nigeria. Look at me now. I've lost. I can't even. If you go on the street, people are, you know, walking like senseless manner, you know, that you can even knock them down. Yeah, I'm not even moving anywhere. I can't think I don't have money to buy the fuel. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. But, Bansak, let's look at, you know, the gap that existed um, in. Should I say President Mohamed Buhari's last ditch policies before he left? How possible is it, like I was questioning yesterday, how possible is it that there were, wasn't any sort of conversation between President Muhammadu Buhari and Bola Ahmed Tinubu? Well, it's a tough it, question. It, like it sounded like a conspiracy, like he said right, rightly. It's, 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 a, it's a tough question to, uh, to answer, you know, really, Gilbert, because... Uh, I mean, Buhari first said that false subsidy is gone, you know, but he said that, no, he's going to allow that, you know, the for next the, administration. That is Tinibu to mm-hmm. determine. And then when Tinibu came, and Buhari knew that there was no provision of false subsidy in the in budget. In the next budget. So he knows that, okay, this is obviously what Tinibu is going to do, uh, but he's not going to. I mean, just imagine that he took up subsidy in uh, January, and then you have this cash swap. How. You'll have been living hell. You know, how difficult, you know, how difficult would it be, you know, for people? So I, I, I just want that the administration of Tinable Shul uh, were a human face. I don't know if this, uh, and, and tomorrow maybe we need to invite an economist, you know, to help us to understand, understand this, this better. I don't know how this is going to be beneficial, but all I know is that as someone living in Joss, you know, if you are going, uh, if you are going out of your home, you have to have a minimum of 2,000 naira just for, your for transportation. transportation. Just for transportation. Very true. Uh, and how much would you be returning home with? Oh, well, it's up to you. If you, like, go to, uh, you know, you call this person and say, ah, Ross, how far, you know, Mujo's me, I call your house. 
I have told myself now, if you know the, if, if you know talking money, no, they come alive. If you're not talking money, no, come alive because I'm not coming to see you. I'm not going to, you know, uh, come to see you. Uh, that's, you know, a delight on But I think it's now time for people to, you know, tighten their belt. True. You know, uh, because help is not going to come from anywhere. Uh, just make sure that you make the wise and smartest economic choices. If something is not urgent and important, don't go for it. What's you know, that is how I, I, <laughs> I, I, my professors, my, one of my professors taught me how to use my time. He said there are things that are important but not urgent. There are things that are important and they are not uh, and urgent. There are things that are urgent and important. And there are things that are not important and they are not urgent. You have to prioritize. Yeah, so you have to understand, you know, uh, what is more urgent and important at the time being instead of, you know, wasting heart and error. And if you're a student right now, just know how you're going. And I, I think that people should take advantage of the Internet because it's only in all Africa they will say, I want to see you. No. You can call to say, do you have a bit of time? You can talk on phone. Uh, it's not always that you have to, you know, enter mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just because I know that last, 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 last is me. I will suffer, so I have to be smart on how to on the flip maximize side again, the little resources. That on I the have. flip side, again, even data. I'm not pretty sure, you know, what the price of data would be in itself. You know, this is going to affect virtually every nook and cranny of the economy. I just can't. Yeah, Let's sure. not be, you know, prophets of doom. Yeah. yeah, of doom. Yeah. Yeah, but for me, I'm advocating that you just have to be smart with your finances, uh, because living wage has not increased, but the cost of living is it's increasing hellish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've just got to be very, very smart uh, with your money. After this call, Gibber will take us through uh, social media. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name, please. Yeah, this is an interpreter from Chidomoda. We're listening. Thanks for calling, sir. You see, honestly, what the president does, you just get into office and now remove yourself from state. They say till July. Why now? Is the masses to even suffer it? Because look at them. The painful part is that most of them are selling the food, and like, we don't have control price. Some people are selling 500, some people are selling 530, like that. There's one NMPC in Sudan that didn't grow, they are selling 537. So I think. Let them talk to the uh, marketer. Honestly, what they are doing, they, are, they have not been fed. They are just selling the first day. Like, uh, everybody is just selling the way like uh, and which is very bad. If, if you are going to sell 500, let them sell 500. Uh, and the transport fare has even increased because of this well of it. So let them do something about it. Please. Have a nice day, please. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Gilbert will take us through social media. On Facebook, Hapsin Manasseh says, with this, t- I'm not happy with this Tinubu administration at all. Just imagine a government that is in power, not up to a week, and people have started suffering, queuing for fuel. Haba, Felkuka Factors go on, says, his appointments are best known to him because he knows them better. Talking about BCM, the reopening of the Plateau House of Assembly is a good decision to allow the democracy move smoothly and to be respected. Those who claimed they can bend the law for their satisfaction have been shamed. Sunday, Moses A.V. is saying, Mr. Mutfang should please appoint an Igbo man as a commissioner or just not LGA chairman because they have contributed immensely in terms of economy on the plateau. Peter Agnes says, I truly have hope for BCM because from the appointment, one can tell that the governor is here to serve the masses. We only pray for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding for him. MC Fuang says, why are the police so interested in protecting the assembly complex while they cannot protect lives and property in Mangu and other crisis areas? If they are prompt in attacking other issues like the state assembly complex, we would have applauded them for it. May God help BCM to succeed. Okay, GCM, you're saying. Stephen Sawman says, I think and truly believe BCM will perform well, but he has to take proactive measures in handling the dispute in the state legislature. Moses Babuje Dong says, his first appointment is a clear signal of a very good government. We, the Platonians, are expecting. May the good Lord see him through. Nathaniel Joseph says, Ponsak, seriously, the issue of fail is getting more higher and higher. May God help us in this state. Palm Ishaya Lucas says, 
The legislature is an independent arm of government, so it should be allowed to carry out its legislative duty and business of lawmaking without any distraction or interruption whatsoever. Nen Dungbam says, Our people say a journey of a thousand miles starts with a step. He has started putting square pegs in square holes, and the main wahala be the commissioners. God guides the people's governor. Nurse Nyango Gong John says, Too early to start assessing them, God guide him. Albert Akaya Dagza says, Well, the first three appointments of the governor isn't a yastic enough to assess how he will fare going forward, and it is not too early to start assessing the government, but I think he needs a little time to settle in and face governance because whether we like it or not, um, the politics of who gets what is still in the front burner. Zank, as he says, absolutely what's going on in the Plateau State House of Assembly is quite unfortunate. They're killing people in the village. The commissioner of police just put his personnel there in the State Assembly for nothing. Ephraim Choji says, I think the police are too interested in the House of Assembly more than to protect life and properties of the people. All right, Comrade Dawus Longa says, We are confident the new governor of Plateau State, Caleb Mutfan, will do even more better than three first appointments. That's a right step in the right direction. Divinely Lucas says, To me, I can sense some good qualities of leadership from a technocrat. Now, one thing that I want His Excellency BCM to do is for us to not allow Godfatherism to take over him. He should continue with his appointments democratically. But to Simon Davis says, criticism is what, kept a dem- what keeps a democratic nation in check. It suppresses dictatorship and tyranny. Ambassador Joachim Joseph says, I wish Plateau State and Nigeria nothing but the best in terms of governments. Okay, governance, less talk and much more work. Ade Joket Timothy says, they should allow BCM to rest his head. They shouldn't hurry him before he gets into mistake. For this subsidy issue, you guys need to bring experts to explain this thing to people. I don't tire to explain. I love you guys. Basically, we said that earlier, Ponsak. Yeah, we say that uh, we're going to get you know an expert to help us uh, come to explain these things in, in detail so that uh, we can have better grasps and understanding of, of it. Well, Gilbert, we've come to the end of the show today. Uh, do you have any final remarks or comments? Yeah, government has to basically feel the pulse of the people. It has to understand. It must apply or adopt human face in terms of policy, in terms of implementation. And I think um, implementation is even more critical. When you have an action plan, just try to consider the ripple effects of those action plans or that action plan. And that's basically what we need. And this policy should be accompanied by a bumper, you know, cushioning effect or cushioning modality or whatever English that is appropriate for that. Good evening. Good evening. Keep the faith alive. Uh, very true. Well, I would like to uh, say a good evening to... Uh, someone that uh, is dear to me and I respect, Baba Moses Garba. Uh, I mean, he's the f- pioneer fireman in Plato uh, together with his uh, darling wife. Good evening, and I pray that God will be with you always. My name is Ponsak Panap. Do have a good evening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 